Hello listeners, welcome to Injury Time, the I-League edition with me, Sandeep. And as always, we bring you the person in the know. And uh, from Delhi, joining me from Delhi is uh, Orko Patacharya. Orko, how are you doing, man? Good, Sandeep. Good to be back. Yes, of course. Good to hear your voice again, man. So, uh, how is life? Yeah, life is good. I think seemingly is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And Chennai uh, City are almost there, the finishing line. Absolutely. And you are someone who is always, and I have to give you credit for this because I remember doing the preview I-League podcast with you and right off the bat, you were uh, trumpeting Chennai and Churchill as potential dark horses and uh, seems to have come true. They, I think they just need uh, one more win and they're just through. So uh, let's talk yeah. about, let's talk about Chennai. Um uh, Let's what is your why did you think that they would be the favorites and uh, have you been at all surprised at how things have panned out No not really I think uh, in the past few years you've expected the big clubs quote unquote the big two and you know and, and the others to include so Chennai City before the season you saw that they recruited well Arpana uh, was obviously came with uh, you know experience Um, outside India. Uh, so, I mean, all in all, it shouldn't really be a surprise to us. And uh, they've been really consistent since day one. I mean, I remember watching the first three, four games and I said, yeah, like this is the team to beat this season. And uh, we've indicated that. Uh, yeah, I mean, and Chorchil also, of course, they've had a good season themselves. So, not quite there. quite a few you know, questionable decisions like the decision to you know uh, release Dada they say who had like nine assists but all in all I think uh, both clubs you know deserve that dark, dark horse status at the start of the season yes, uh, and now at the close to the end of the season if you look at the top scoring lineup of the top five scorers three are from Chennai Manji, Gordilio and Rodriguez So, do you subscribe to this theory that uh, they have gotten very good foreigners and got away with it because these guys are scoring goals, or do you have do you take the more holistic one, which is that the Indian boys are helping them get that uh, goals and their stats up there? I think everyone gets Spaniards, <laughs> you know. <laughs> now nowadays, everyone has a Spaniard or two. It uh, really depends upon you know how they play and how they gel well. and uh, how well you know they understand the local players i think it's it's been a holistic effort uh, yeah i mean banzi of course you count on him to score a goal where it matters uh, but uh, so has plaza so the difference between the two teams is that you know banzi had more of a support cast not just the spaniards even the indians you know like we keep we keep mentioning names you know romario raju and the rest so No, I mean for me, eleven players, right? At the end of the day, so uh, yeah, like Chennai City, no, 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 has really drilled them well. They that there were a couple of moments in the you know title running when you thought they were slipping, but uh, they seem to have you know gotten back on track. So yeah, I mean, great. Also, must go to the coaching setup also to to instill that sort of mindset there. uh now going from a team that is almost certainly going to win the title to a team that most likely blew it once again uh this has become uh, they they should they should be charged for repeat offenders now east bengal 
again they drew with arrows and eyes all two very winnable games that they had uh, over the week i think over the last since our last recording at least and now you have you being from you know kolkata and knowing these kolkata clubs what is it about them that they just can't get over the line because every year they come close or close enough to give hope and just kind of fade away towards the end i think for for one year to look at their higher and fire policy i mean eastern uh, ball again changed foreigners in the middle of the season of course that worked out well for them you know mm. i mean pretty much well i mean i can say that colado and santos has have you know uh, amiga lado and uh, uh tony the wall i mean have, you know have pulled their weight but uh, again it's not a long term approach not a holistic approach it's just a season to season approach just the season doing this this season though i mean you know i give credit to the coach he he's had them play some good football they had some you know bad luck with injuries and uh, you know on the face of it yeah they should one you know the, uh, the arrows and the eyes uh, all match you can see the on the two dogs but uh, you also look at the fact that they lost to chennai city yeah. so both legs yeah both legs so i mean chennai city definitely are not above them but uh, overall yeah i i i won't say that they run away with the title like the you know table seems indicate now isonga you know good fight and you know, the the most appropriate thing now for them to do would be to keep this coach and this core group of players so but you know like like i always say you don't know what's going to happen there you don't know who's coming to power yeah we know that cases has taken over they they tried to instill you know some practices there but uh, the people of the league the team future is 99 percent going to play in the league hmm. yeah so they they have a good springboard for next season and uh, yeah i hope they they keep this of course uh, let's hope with quest and all interfering and probably the isl being what whatever the target is next season uh, let's hope they do a little bit of continuity which they they could really use it will give them a leg up also considering they are move, probably moving into a new league so uh, moving on from there let's talk about kashmir and uh, we can't really talk about kashmir without uh, talking about the elephant in the room and all the things that has happened in the last uh, one one and a half weeks uh, obviously difficult times for people in kashmir but as a place where football is being or was being played what would you make of uh, let's start from the first time that minerva chose not to go east bengal you know since said a few things here and there but minerva decided not to go and they had a huge backlash aff said it was fine uh, everybody our clearance was done and that you should go and play the match but has since subsequently cancelled the second division matches because uh, of certain curfews and now we know because it's kind of i don't want to say a war zone but not the safest of places to be in so uh, what do you think of the way I, and i just want this from a completely administrative point of view what do you think uh, aiff has done how how have they handled the situation well i mean uh, you know in the wake of the terror attack uh, teams are always going to get finicky about visiting there's no doubt about that and there uh well the thing that I to you know to ask for a change of venue or a you know, postponement of the game 
becomes, I mean, uh, let's face it, the game doesn't come before everything else. There are some things which are bigger than the game. I mean, despite our, you know, you know wish to romanticize it. Uh, there, I met the Ara guys who were expected to play the second division game after the after their match against Hindustan in Delhi. And they said, let's go and play. They are chasing promotion. So, you know, they but on that occasion, the security agencies didn't give the clearance as opposed to, you know, the time that, uh, you know, they never allowed it. And uh, on that occasion, the mass commission and the security agencies possibly the most, two most important parties in, you know, in, in, you know, in the decision-making process of, you know, whether this match you will go ahead or not. They said, yes, let you know, to play there. Then what happened was Minerva said we won't play if Minerva won't score. Uh, the I League regulations seemingly, you know, leave it up to the league committee. They see there is a valid reason for the team to forfeit the fixture. Since they you know, decided to, you know, defer it to the, you know, uh, the executive committee, you you would think that the league committee saw appropriate, you know, uh, reasoning in uh, Minerva's work. But then you have to ask the question if they saw appropriate reasoning, then they should have seen reasoning in, you know, in uh, postponing the game. But the problem is that there are a lot of other games coming thick and fast. The Irish season also finished so that, you know, you can accommodate the Super Cup that's going to come next. So, it's a bit of a problem. Yeah. The most appropriate thing would be to, you know, let them move the venue. And uh, that happened in East Bengal's case. East Bengal, though, we were more, uh, you know, uh, what do you say, we were more open to having a dialogue with them. So they said, we would be going if we were forced to. I mean, that, that's exactly what they said. So, all in all, uh, it's it's been a lot of, you know, yeah, infighting between the parties, as you've seen. Uh, it could have been handled better. I mean, at that very moment, they could have said, no, we're... I mean, despite you know you guys saying it's fine, you know Real Kashmir also went to the league committee yesterday and said the time at which Minerva was supposed to be at that time it was fine. We didn't have any you know problems at that point and hosting them. So I mean all parties could have handled this better. Yes, absolutely. I think I I, I personally think AIFF they were a little too steadfast in the sense that. Like we've seen the half of the French league fixtures, league of fixtures being you know postponed because of these issues that was going on there. So it's not uncommon for the football matches to be postponed or changed venues and all those kind of things depending on the political climate. But uh, I would also like to say this: uh, I saw Ranjit Bajaj's tweet saying uh, that he's been vindicated and that uh, there there's always an issue and this and that. But maybe. Uh, the initially they get, did give clearance and later on they took off clearance because they kind of knew that the surgical strikes was going to happen and stuff like that and they had to protect it. So it may have been something that developed later on and AFF was not in the know at the beginning when they cleared the Minerva match. You think that is a possibility because I feel uh, maybe we should look into that also and not just jump into the emotional side of things. Well, it's uh, you know not just as you said. There was a lockdown that happened uh, after that after dinner uh, during the 19th to you know the the, the later dates, the 21st. So uh, there, there has been a clampdown there, mm-hmm. and uh, the AFS may not have known about it. Uh, but you know, at, at the end of the day, 
political issue i would say so uh, could you uh, shed some light on it because i am not really aware of it as much well i mean just talks and talks uh, you know uh, one name that has prominently been mentioned is that of sanjeev boyka and csc also on atk uh both reports have you know emerged uh, the first of him uh you know trying to uh, you know get them to watch the two clubs and uh, the second report is 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 of them you know trying to sponsor the mondran right so i mean you know like mondran sponsorship issue not been going on for you know it's not been going on for a long time because uh, the, the fans are you know are, are getting more you know, louder like they were doing in, in east bengal's case and uh, and this is until quest came in. like uh, the, the fans seem to be wising up the fact that maybe it is not just the coaches or the players as far as maybe it's the officials also who are probably stuck, you know in a, in an earlier era where uh, they still think that i mean this putting money onto the the problem will fix it so we you know what is that the samudhi competition was an era where uh, they were the two biggest clubs in india uh, there was no other club with the spending power that they had and they would just go into a market and get a player for 5x the you know their, their current salary so i mean i mean the, the clubs have been mismanaged let's not you know let's not you know have any ways about it uh the, the fact that you know monman won one title in 2013 and, and uh, I, i actually struggle to remember when they won the race of the sport like they haven't won the league title for 15 years now yeah they they had a long long time yeah yeah it's been 15 years so obviously the fans are not the fans are not too pleased right i mean they cannot be really pleased with not winning the league after you know their main competitor bengaluru fc left for the isl i mean these two years it would have been very frustrating if you were a fan of any of those two clubs so the the sponsorship issue going back to it yes you would think that a club you know with the size and you know i i hate to use the word very liberally but legacy yeah absolutely uh, i mean there is no getting around the fact that they are a legacy club yes uh, you know they're going to uh, celebrate uh, 130 years i think this year 1889 yeah. if i'm not wrong so they are an institution themselves and uh, in the past you also you know had reports that shahrukh khan wanted to buy a part of of you know shahrukh khan and uh, presumably uh, the same group that owns kkr wanted to buy uh, you know stake in mondawan the the you would look at the fact that you know uh, the quest east bengal officials are not really happy having ceded power to the quest half of it or rather uh, you know as the quest ceo puts it he is someone who is elected by both quest and east bengal to so, so he he really isn't taking sides but uh, you know they've made a sure cry about it so the mon bagan they they look at these days and say oh game lost power now we also want to do the same so it's a game of who wants to you know, who, who wants to keep power who wants to you know who wants to consolidate it and uh, these are really you know issues that have been sorted out at a very you know higher level at the, at the board level and higher so point, i don't think they should have a problem it's only uh, you know case of when they get the sponsorship because you know isl will be opening up those slots really soon 
So, and I'm like, no, I mean, if we genetically get, you know, get, get the title, uh, what's going to happen? The, the seven clubs, the eight clubs, including Chennai City, they stake a claim for being the top division, right? They go, they go to, they go to FIFA, they go to AFC. I don't think these two girls lift a finger, really, honestly speaking, right? So, so they, I mean, the, for me, I mean, at this point, and I really have to ask: Is it really does it really matter if the league is dedicated as a second division, or it is less than of devices, or it is discontinued? I mean, either way. I mean, we are looking at 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 the seven eight clubs as being, you know, or technically in the second tier, or or maybe even shut down because they they don't have a, the top tier to play in. So, I mean, you have to really. Think about you know if what this will take. It's a tricky one for them also, but I don't think they're going to entertain anybody else who's not going to pay the franchise fee. Like it's simple. You pay the franchise fee, you get in. And Rohit is very clearly said that you know uh, we don't have the chance of playing the ISL, which means that he doesn't want to pay the steep franchise fee. Yes, absolutely. And if I could add, if anything good came out of the situation that we had with the two leagues. Finally, running simultaneously, uh, and you know all the short end of the stick that I League does get. It is the number of Indian players who are actually playing, because now there is two leagues and you can't play in both things. Earlier, ISL players used to go from I League and play ISL and come back. It's a great thing that uh, everybody is playing. A lot more players are playing, so at least some good has come out of uh, all this evil that is happening, so to speak. Uh, moving on to the last question. Which is Ruben Jo Joseph at Ruben Jo 14. He is asked, uh, and we've read reports on this uh, about Swan Goran Eriksson, who Mr. Navin Peter had a conversation with, and uh, an interview with him can be found where he does speak of Asian football and Indian football a little bit to Navin at that time and after the Thailand match that he had watched uh, during in in UAE. So the question is, uh, Swan Goran Eriksson, if he comes in, what can he do that Constantine couldn't? And I know this is a tricky question. Uh, so, yeah, go right ahead. What do you What do you think he can do if he does come in? And do you actually it's prefer that he can? No, it's not a tricky question. I'll just you know uh, answer this in one word. The answer is nothing. Nothing really. When <laughs> so, you could have sugarcoated it a little bit. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, Swenwa is an inspiring appointment. It, it is. It, I mean, why? Uh, the man is 71, right? Uh, yeah, he had his break at big clubs. He managed uh, Philippines, but we, we saw in the AFC Cup, you know, Bond Strange, Milan Rajat, Stephen Thompson, I if I may, that uh, you know this this whole thing of having Eastern European uh, or you know Western European coaches and you know who are over their pitch. It's, I think it's a failing model. So you may get like one out of, let's say, 20 candidates who will take you up. But uh, what about what about the rest? Really? I mean, uh, if you look at our coaches since Upin Gassin, none of them have really, you know, uh, been able to produce, have a sustained period of performance apart from Stephen, who won the years. But then again, you look at the quality of the question. So. I don't know. I for me this one Goran Eriksson is is a, is a real no no. Secondly, uh, he's the one who's getting the fifty thousand dollars a week. There's a lot you, of money. You, yeah, that's a lot of money. But you assume the same one who asks for more. 
Thank you.